You're listening to Career Up Now's Socially Distanced Close-Ups Podcast. Today, Laura's interviewing Lori Krolik. Lori is a professional organizer and productivity consultant at More Time For You. She used to work part-time for clients doing jobs here and there. Now, she owns a business that provides organization and productivity services to individuals plus small businesses. Let's jump in on the conversation. So, Lori, I see that you have something in common, at least I think. Um, you were a former CPA and you worked for a public accounting firm way back when. I'm a CPA myself. So if you could, can you walk me through, I mean, us through your journey and uh, whether you envision yourself being where you are today? So, as you said, a long, long time ago, I graduated from college with a degree in accounting. Mm -hmm. and worked in public accounting and then I worked in industry for a little bit and I chose that major because I like numbers and it seemed like something I would be into and then when I started to get into it was not like I'm like I can't I mean doing this forever it just wasn't what I thought it was going to be so I spent a lot of time in my I guess mid-20s doing a lot of informational interviews and exploring various different industries and trying Mm -hmm. to figure out what I wanted to do And then at some point, and I guess that went on, I continued to work in accounting for most of my twenties. And then at some point I was just in a position where I'm like, you know, I really don't want to do this anymore. And I had this idea for this business and it started off very much as like, this was in the nineties and computers and technology were not what they were. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to be sort of like, the non PC term is a wife to people like where I'd run errands and I mm-hmm. do some organizing. And then I was also using my accounting to pay bills and new bookkeeping. And then that sort of, and then I got into that and that was nice. We were in San Francisco. And then when we moved 18 years ago, we moved That's to, a long time. Yeah, to the suburbs. And I, when we moved at that time, I just sort of said, I just want to focus on this organizing piece. I don't want to do any of this other stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, when my kids were younger, I now have an 18 and 22 year old, but it was really just something I did it. It was just me. I worked for clients here and there, and I worked like part-time. It was nice flexibility, gave us some extra money, etc. I wouldn't have called it a business. At the time my son started middle school, I started taking on much larger jobs. I brought in mm-hmm. staff and it's really now a true business providing organization and productivity services to individuals and small businesses. Oh, wow. That's exciting. So in your own word, if you could, I know it's very exciting to own your own business. And I find that typically when people graduate, we tell them this is like like your career path. And we don't necessarily advise people of owning their own business, right? And we don't necessarily see like the tears, the sweat, but also the joy behind like in the background. What would you say have been like the positive uh, side of owning your own business? And also not necessarily like the downside, but what lessons have you learned along the way that you can share with our community today? Well, some of the things, I mean, for me, like, I mean, the longer I've been doing this, not being in corporate America, like really nice to not have to necessarily report to anyone. Mm. At the same time, there's also not someone to run ideas by or to like someone to collaborate with. So that's Mm -hmm. a challenge. And um, at times, like I wish like I had a partner or someone like that I could, and I, you know, a lot of that is finding the right person, right time, whatever. The other things is like, you know, in terms of starting your own business or finding something that you really enjoy and turning it into a money-making endeavor. Mm -hmm. I mean, 
I love what I do. I love the joy in people's faces when they, I enter a situation and they're completely overwhelmed and they don't know what to do. And I come in and I'm calm and I fix the problem and they're so happy. And But the whole idea of owning your own business and marketing and like all of the things that go along with that of like having to constantly put yourself out there and market. I mean, that's, it's not just about doing what you love. It's like you're running a business and you're trying to make money and how do you make sure what are you charging and what are you, where should you be for marketing and where should you be spending your marketing and advertising dollars through social media or, you know, how much you're relying on word of mouth and things like that. So those are the things to think about. I mean, I talk to people a lot who are either in, you know, looking into my industry or something similar. And I just always say, that's the biggest thing. Like you need to, first of all, well, this is going to be an off topic, but I'm just going to say as women, (laughs) I talk to a lot of women who want to go into business for themselves and they tend to short change what they're going to charge. We don't charge enough. And so I often tell them you need to not be afraid to charge a certain amount that you pay for. Like that is like my number one message about that. And then, like I said, like the marketing piece of, and one of the things I decided very early on, I started my website, like, I don't know when websites became a thing sometime in the nineties, couldn't tell you when, but I knew like, I don't want to be a website designer. That's not my skill set. I have very much always said my marketing, my social media stuff, my website design, things like that. And if I wasn't an accountant, I probably would have hired a bookkeeper, but I don't because that's my background. background, Yes. But offloading those kinds of services so you can focus on what you do best. Those are sort of the things that have been my mm-hmm. and go-tos. All right. I guess it's a good thing to marry up your passion because you sound very passionate about what you're doing, but also being able to monetize it. So kind of moving to like, you know, really the um, nitty and grit of what you're doing on a daily basis, like organization. And as you can see, I had to kind of organize also my office. I'm like, I'm going to talk to somebody, <laughs> you know, we're organized. So I need to, to look a little bit put together. So how would you say that the, uh, this pandemic has uh, impacted your business or even like the industry as a whole? And what advice would you have for people who are working from home currently? And personally, like my husband has been working from home for almost like 10 years. Now, the only difference is like he has the wife and the son at home at the same time. And before COVID, I was working from home, but it was more like, you know, once or twice a week here and there. But now things have changed and we're still trying to get used to this new normal, right? So what advice would you have for people working from home as far as like organization and also how this pandemic has pretty much impacted the business and also the industry as a whole okay so in a part of my business is like you said physical organization going to people's homes and businesses and helping with physical organization so when the pandemic hit that whole piece of my business went away i was mm. offering virtual services but as you just said in the beginning of this everyone was trying to work get food on the table exactly maybe get exercise school their kids like mm. they weren't like nothing else was took a priority so for the first few months of this I had not a lot of business, you know, my business just went to nothing. And Mm. so that was a challenge mentally and somewhat financially, but I'm lucky to be in a position where it wasn't a huge financial effect on my family. But in terms of part of my business is productivity coaching. And that's always been part of it. And that is done, has been, and always will be virtual. Mm -hmm. So the things that you're talking about, I mean, I've been working with clients on for a long time, this concept of like, I mean, what's happened during this pandemic, I think people have gotten overloaded because everyone thinks you should be available at any point in time because mm-hmm. there's nothing happening. Yeah, I know you're so home. Like, right. You're home. And like, 
can you meet at 12? Sure. Can you meet at one? Mm -hmm. Sure. Like, and so people are having like these Zoom meetings, like one after the other, after the other, after the other. And there's no, like, if you were in your office, like you'd take occasional breaks and you'd mm -hmm. like, you'd have time for creative thinking and time to do one-on-ones a little bit more that are just natural and not like these formal things. And people, I think in my, like I said, I'm not in this world. My business has been affected differently than most people, but most mm -hmm. people who are like where you say, I think the most important thing is that you need to block your calendar. And if even someone says like, can you meet during this time or whatever? You just say, I have another meeting or something that you're mm -hmm. allowing time. And I'm not saying to just sit there and eat bonbons, but just relax, breathe, go take a walk, just something to refresh your brain and all of this because spending, you know, eight hours a day plus online and meetings is just not natural. Mm -hmm. And I've seen some companies, some larger companies, I have some friends who work for larger companies and they're starting to say, like, I have one friend every day from 12 to two, you cannot schedule a meeting in her company, mm. which I think is really- Wow, special. that's a good idea. Yeah. And I like what you said. I just started doing it like a few weeks ago and it made such a huge difference, like even like on my schedule and also my productivity. And right. one thing that I really found uh, that was challenging, at least at the beginning, was really have some boundaries, right? Because it was like, like you said, like you, you're pretty much available all day when does work stop. And then before COVID, the fact that you go into the office and coming back, you have those bright line of, okay, work is done I'm going home but now you're home your computer's here and then you're pretty much like available all time I'll find myself working like at the wee hours I'm like well it needs to stop I really have to find time like this is dinner time this is play time whatever that is but it's hard it's challenging but we're still trying to get there yeah and I mean like you're adding in the fact like you said you're schooling if, if you know during the year you were schooling your child and now mm -hmm. kids don't have activities so it's harder but I mean the biggest thing that I would say is like I said building in those chunks of time where you can have some downtime and even the downtime if it's just getting some of the work you need to get done or whatever you have to calendar time for the things that you need to get done or what's happened in our societies is we've just become very reactive instead of being proactive right. in the way that we work mm. and so as much as you can be less reactive biggest thing that i say that people have an issue with email seems there's this whole model from Stephen Covey of these quadrants of urgent and important and not. Yes. And yeah. Not yeah. Mm -hmm. And so email is the biggest one. It seems important because it's always right there in front of us. And then we just get sucked into the email mm -hmm. versus like saying, okay, this is my email time and responding to the things and not making just because something's right in front of you doesn't mm -hmm. mean it's the most important thing that you need to be working on at any exactly. point in time. That's a very good point. And even like with email, just the, the, the fact that sometimes even like, you know, looking at it when it beeps or when it comes in, it gets your attention away to the task as end. And then when you come back, you have to figure out what was I trying to do before this? So yeah, I start also doing just like blocking sometime I have like email time. That's when I address an email. That's why I'm going to respond because otherwise you find yourself in this cycle of putting up something, putting it down, pick it up again. And then, you know, you're just not that productive. That's, that's a very good point. So I'm pretty excited. I feel like our community is going to learn a lot more from just this interview. You mentioned earlier that you talked to women in general about the some tips and tricks on running their businesses. Have you had some um, mentors along the way who have helped you propel yourself or your business where you are today? And how important would you say mentorship is um, in someone's career or like, you know, even like a business development? And, and I know it's like, you know, three questions in one really. And how important do you, would you say that career app or an organization like career app is important? 
So for me personally, I didn't have the, the benefit of that one-on-one -on -one mentorship. I mean, throughout my experience, I mean, I remember in one of my jobs, there was one of my bosses who I just really clicked with her personally. And she was my last boss at one point when I was making this switch. And she just really understood where I was coming from in terms of I wanted to do something different. And so she was very supportive. So that was really nice. And then in my own field, I would say there's this one, like I said to you, when I first started this business, it was very much something to fill my time and do something I enjoy while mm -hmm. I still had my kids and things like that. But at some point I did this, I entered this productivity coaching program. Um, and I took this seminar with this woman, Barbara Hempel, who's been in our industry forever. And so she was doing these trainings for people, organizers like me. And really what it did, like, I just really appreciate it. It wasn't like that I was learning new things, but it just really made me turn my business from, like I said, just being like this little business where it's just, I wasn't saying it was a hobby because it was more than a hobby, but mm -hmm. it wasn't where it just made it much more professional, mm -hmm. really made me aware of the marketing side of things and how, and the messaging side of things, like how you put it out there to people. So I have to say that in terms of mentoring, doing that training and working alongside her in that training mm -hmm. was really one of the best investments that I ever made because it really okay. did professionalize my business a lot. And so I think mentors, it's a lot about finding the right person. And, right. and also, I don't think mentors may change throughout your life, depending mm -hmm. on where you are at. Agree. Uh, and you don't just need to have one, you know, some, some, per, some people might be really useful to you at certain parts in your career path and other times for other things. So mm -hmm. but I do think it's really helpful. It's easy to get overwhelmed. I just told you, I mean, you, what I went through when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I mm -hmm. talked to so many people. Is that mentoring? Maybe not. That Maybe was, not yet. It was more like informational interviews. I was looking for people who'd been down some path to get there where they were going to help me figure out where I wanted to go. Mm. Oh, wow. That's very interesting. So just in closing, what is this one core value that guides you to your life? Like this one thing that you always carry with you, you know, in your business, even in your personal life, whatever, like what is that one core value that you can share with us today? I would say the one core value is be true to yourself and your values and your integrity. Like a lot of times that you might be asked to do things that you're not comfortable with and they mm. sound appealing for maybe monetary reasons mm. and it's not usually worth it that, you know, I, I very much have, I do have a strong personality, a very direct personality, but I just think, you know, there's times that we may be asked to do things in our careers that we're just not comfortable with. And I always mm -hmm. believe in trusting your instincts and sticking true to who you are.